Welcome to Resilience in You with Beth Page. It's thought that challenges and uncertainty make us the people we are today. Where success comes in is how resilient we are in the face of adversity. Being resilient means taking a break, creating a sense of calm in our storm. You start today. Here's your host, Beth Page. Hello, fabulous humans. Welcome to Resilience in You. I'm your host, Beth Page. I'm welcoming today to our show, Dr. Catherine Carr, and we'll be hearing her from her in a few moments. Today, I'm grateful to be calling in from the ancestral, unceded, and traditional territories of the Halat, Penelicate, and Staminas families. They've stewarded these territories for centuries, and I'm grateful to live, learn, play, and call in for this show with you today. Uh, Catherine is joining us, and um, she is a fabulous human uh, leadership team, uh, team coaching and supervision coach. Uh, She's a North American lead for resilience at work. And uh, when we contemplate resilience and more and more of that is what we need these days. She's a faculty and oversees the practicum for the team coaching training at the Global Team Coaching Institute. And she calls Victoria, Vancouver Island home. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you, Beth. And Catherine, as we continue to uh, offer our listeners an opportunity to get to know you, what would you like to offer by way of additional information that introduces people to to Dr. Catherine Carr? Oh, well, that was a lovely intro. What else would I say about me to intro is just that I I would hope that this conversation is helpful for others that you'll resonate with it and, and it'll make a difference in your life. And that is partly what I love to do every day is to connect and make a difference. Yeah. And in the humanity of uh, these uh, COVID times, what's a story of resilience that you want to bring forward uh, for us to, to explore together? Thanks, Beth. You know, we were talking originally about what story would I share? And there's so many. Uh, And of course, they're all quite personal. And as Mm -hmm. soon as I started thinking about them, you know, like for two weeks after, all these other stories start coming back. So it was really reminding me of the power of reflection and dialogue and just how grateful I am that you're actually doing this, Beth. So that said, which story would I want to share? I was thinking about generational patterns and thinking about my, you know, as we often do, my growing up in a family in Calgary, Alberta, and the the challenges of that my family had. Uh, And I was thinking generationally back, you know, my father came over on a boat from England with his family because they came to this new land and the settlers of sorts, and uh, that my dad really struggled with that change. And, and that struggle led to him and his own sensitivity drinking. So that became a family problem. And that became a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, I you know, I, with amusement, I look back at my life now thinking that I felt very separate and self-determined. But really, I just did whatever was the opposite that I could find. That is one resilience, resilient path, particularly, particularly when you're younger. So if my parents li- listened to Led Zeppelin, I listened to opera. 
if they, you know, did, you know, sat and drank, I meditated. If they ate three meat meals a day, I became vegetarian. I learned to cook. So all lovely and, and definitely level one on mm-hmm. resilience. It took me a while to realize that that really was just level one. That was what in, in psychodynamic terms we call reaction formation. I was just doing the opposite. But I was really mm-hmm. actually still stuck in that system and that paradigm. So, you know, it was further along that I could start to see that oh, I'm actually, I actually could make some choices of my own. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, part of what I was hell-bent on doing was saving the world and saving the planet. And so I went into environmental studies. And, you know, if you're hell-bent, you find your way. You can't, you don't, I didn't want to start that in third-year university. I wanted mm-hmm. to start that in first year. So I audited the first year courses. I became, you know, involved. I became president of the Students Association, you know, just this hell-bent path. Uh, and as I discovered that, you know, I really, really still needed to work on me, and I think others could, could use working on themselves. Mm-hmm. These organizations, these environmental organizations, were so busy doing this great work, but not taking care of themselves. Yeah. There was the, that plus the ethics of like, oh, you're drinking out of styrofoam cups, right? So, so that idealistic part of me that was just going to do the opposite and do it really well, I started to confront, you know, my own ideals. You know, it's like, you can't even be a perfect vegetarian, right? Who's growing your soybeans? Um, <laughs> so I started to get the shades of gray and I started to think a little more systemically and a little bit more about the spaces between which is one of the themes that I've continued with. Mm. So, you know, I then went into counseling and started doing some deeper work and started thinking about how do we, how do we make the biggest difference possible as individuals and as, as a society? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And when you um, contemplate um, the, the awakening or yeah. the realization that shifted you from um, environmental passion to humanity and individual transformation and work. Is there a particular instance where you remember kind of coming to the realization that the environment is there and always will be there and I'm going to do my bit and I see this work over here with the humans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, was there a particular instance? Well, I got pregnant and I wasn't expecting to be pregnant. <laughs> so <laughs> that that had me slowing down and thinking, you know, somewhere in that container, I actually started to reflect a little deeper in that pause around what I wanted to do. And I thought, I can probably have more impact helping the people who are saving the world versus mm-hmm. trying to save the world myself. Yeah. 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 And and that has continued for you, that, yeah. that work of helping the people who are saving the world. In some way, absolutely. I do about 10% of my work pro bono in the environmental space. do a lot in social justice as well, um, working with Indigenous organizations and, and continuing to help others help others. So, uh, you know, supervising and supervising supervisors and training and all those incredible paths that just are such a gift because there's so much deep lifelong learning mm-hmm. that's possible that we never get there. Mm-hmm. And when you reflect back on that, um, the time in the work in the environment and, and uh, seeing people 
and their passion really in some ways contributing to 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 a level of of burnout yeah what what would would have been the guidance or advice you would have offered uh my my older team coach self now yeah <laughs> organizational self ah hmm that's a great question i might i might advice i might offer a few things mm-hmm. one is how do we put energy into how we work together not just the work we do mm. i i saw that in the counseling space too we're so busy giving that we we don't slow down enough to take care of ourselves and our and our teams and how we're working so a little more go slow to go fast mm-hmm. i i would say uh also there's endless need out there. You know, we have it today, right? With climate change and the biodiversity crisis and, and other um, issues along those lines. And we can't do it all. So what, what's, what lines up with our purpose? What, what, it, what can I and the people I work with uniquely do that the world of today and tomorrow needs? Mm-hmm. And I'm quoting a little Peter Hawkins in that, so I'll reference him. You yes, know, yeah, thinking systemically yeah. and making a difference as a coach. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and uh, uh, the the um, Peter Hawkins uh, uh, question that uh, stays with me is the uh, what what do our grandchildren need from us? Yeah, what do our grandchildren need from us? Mm-hmm. And um, and when you when you think about that in the work that we do what what do our grandchildren need from us by way of resilience yeah well in simple terms to um, take care of ourselves and take care of the world so that they have that nurturing place to come into and to grow through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and to model it model model Uh, kindness to ourselves, kindness to others, kindness to the world, and to not to learn to not see ourselves as separate. Yeah. And when we think about the, you know, you you started with your own experience in childhood of yeah. of the separateness of of of, of yeah. cultivating that I'm opposite separate. opposite separateness. Mm-hmm. I'm better. I'm separate. Mm-hmm. And then the work becomes to not to to see yeah. our not separateness to see our togetherness mm-hmm. um and so i i i uh i am am struck by that journey back to ourselves mm-hmm. to wholeness and what that looks like mm-hmm. for people and to humbleness, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, of course, there I am, there I am, my mother, there I am, my father, there I am, those parts are in me, and how do I welcome them, and not other those parts in myself, mm-hmm. right, that's, that's part of the journey of wholeness, mm-hmm. and to hold it all with kindness and some lightness, yeah. Yeah, I think these times call for a little bit of kindness and lightness, mm-hmm. Um in in amidst um, the seriousness, mm-hmm. the exhaustion, uh, the illness, there is a call for that 
a stronger call for that self-care. Definitely. Mm-hmm. A call and a reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the reminder that you're hearing? For myself or for the yeah, world? For you and the world. Uh, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 50s. And I think that over time, maybe others experience this too, we get this kind of wear and tear on the tires, on the tread. And it's based on the patterns of how we've lived our life. And so I notice the wear and tear in my, my life. And that as much as I have that drive and determination and passion to live by purpose and make a difference, that I still live that that uh, lesson of taking care of self, of, of tuning in, of slowing down, of going, I've got to stop the car for a little while. These, these mm-hmm. tires actually need a break. Maybe they need turning. Maybe I need to actually do things a little differently. So there's the small, the small uh, stop the car and there's a big stop the car. And, and so my journey is, is really to continue to do restorative practice. So I'm not working now. I'm taking breaks, I'm sitting in my garden, I'm walking, I'm connecting with my husband, which we do every day. We go for a walk mm-hmm. every day along the water and debrief and share and support one another. Uh, yeah, sort of reflective practice, rejuvenating practice and restorative. And mm-hmm. I have yet to get the A plus on any of them and, <laughs> and I probably never will. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that answers your question, but the calling right now is to continue to be mindful and maybe to s- slow it down just a little bit more and be and live even more on purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those lessons I talked about, out those other lessons of you should choose what you most do need to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm still figuring that one out. Yeah. And um, and when you think of the world. What's the, the reminder world. to the world? So, so it's the reminder around, can you ask the question one more time, Beth? Yeah, what's the reminder to the world in these times, in wholeness and in that um, returning to our own humanity amidst resilience, to support our resilience? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know if this one is, is my my main need but what i see in the world is is just this need to just settle the collective nervous system Mm -hmm. to to uh to find some balance to find some way to just settle because our amygdalas our you know our threat centers in our brains are going are spinning like crazy around the unknown stress because we don't know where it's going to land we don't know how this will land. And so our, our collective nervous systems, the collective nature of the brain is that we're going to keep staying stuck in threat state of thinking through the problems, of, of talking too much about them. They're mm-hmm. there. And how do you have restorative practice? How do you remember what matters most to you? How do you dial up positive human qualities of gratitude and forgiveness and kindness and uh, that's where we can make a difference right now. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm appreciating uh, that even as we reflect on kind of what the world needs, it comes back to this sense of self and that there is a benefit to us all taking a collective, calming, kind, compassionate breath for Mm -hmm. ourselves and um, uh, and certainly uh, I think there almost is a reorientation of a life uh, where we are not talking about um, uh, a, a pandemic, where we're not talking about uh, the, the impact of that pandemic, but where we're turning ourselves towards the possibilities of kindness and gratitude. Yeah. What, what are we going to say a year from now that we did with this precious year, this precious time? Yeah. 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 And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and then I'll be back with Dr. Catherine Carr as we continue to talk about uh, restorative, reflective, and rejuvenating practices to support resilience for each of us. And with that, we'll go ahead and take a quick break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Dreamcatcher Consulting, Beth Page helps her clients assess and build resilience initiatives that support and strengthen resilience. Visit dreamcatcher-consulting.com for more information about the Resilience at Work assessment for teams, leaders, and individuals in a company environment. Beth is an accredited Resilience at Work consultant in North America who works with clients from all over the world. Find your resilience. Reach out to Beth now at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Check out and order the second edition of Change Happens. In business, many leaders have a great vision, but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And catch our weekly replay on the Voice America Influencers Channel, Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Resilience in You with Beth Page. 
We invite you to send questions or comments about the show via email to beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. That's beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Now back to Resilience and You. And we're back with uh, Dr. Catherine Carr. Uh, Before we went to break, uh, Catherine and I uh, were uh, talking about a range of different topics and really closing out with this notion of uh, restorative, reflective, and rejuvenated practices that can support us in our resilience and the importance of slowing it down a little bit more. And certainly... Uh, one of the uh, phrases that resonated with me in our opening section was this notion of wear and tear in our lives and the metaphor of uh, the car tires that can experience wear and tear over time. And there's so much in that, Catherine. What are we seeing by way of wear and tear? Uh, What are you seeing by way of wear and tear? Uh Well, Beth, we were talking a lot about the individual, and maybe we can talk about individual, but also talk about teams and organizations here. I have a number of of team and organizational clients in the health sector, not surprising. The school sector, also not surprising. Can you imagine being a teacher right now with these protocols and these and the kids, the stuff you're dealing with already, and now we've got COVID on top of it all, uh, it's, it's incredibly, incredibly stressful. So as much as we talk about restorative practice and reflective and rejuvenating practice, the load of stress, the load of, of um, chaos and spin is higher mm-hmm. for, these, for these organizations. So pausing with those people and those teams to step up, to get on top of the balcony and look down yeah. and go, Oh, what's happening in this spin? How do we stop it for a bit? Kind of stop the tires on the car. And sometimes it's just remembering the basics that keep us going. Mm-hmm. It is that, Oh, I stopped taking my breaks or, Oh, wow. Yeah. I just need to, uh, get back to doing yoga. It can be really simple practices. And then at a team level, how are we going to keep checking in with one another and not just kind of spray out, you know, into our individual uh, isolated work patterns, but check in and support one another to get through this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have had to, to explore alternative ways of, of checking in on each other yeah, um, you know when you think of of um, classrooms where uh, yeah. children are attending class, everybody is off to their own room. Um, yeah, you know the staff room where you would normally convene and support each other is a place that, for the most part, is to be avoided. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sit at your own table, please. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Experience the physical distancing that you have been. Um, asking the, the children in the classroom to experience yeah. when you're not there. Yeah. It's very isolating. And so, you know, the, we, we sometimes forget the power of connection and dialogue and relationship to get us through a lot. But just that settling of someone else is there with me and shares my experience or understands it and helps me stay aligned with, oh yeah, this is why we're doing this. Here's our purpose. Mm-hmm. But those 
those practices are really, really important. Mm-hmm. And when you think about um, uh, healthcare, yeah, and uh, the yeah, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. uh, and mental health care, right? Physical yeah. and mental, and mm-hmm. yeah. And so, what are the what are you hearing are the needs for the mm-hmm. the physical mm-hmm. and mental well being for folks that are working in healthcare? Mm-hmm. There's there's you know these are amazing people that went into this work because they're sensitive and caring and they want to make a difference and they're doing it but the make a difference path right now is endless and wide and uh, it's a deep trough that you kind of feel like you're falling as you're trying to walk along this path so what am I hearing I'm hearing COVID fatigue I'm hearing COVID dullness which Mm. is things like people describe I just am not thinking as clearly Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a blur. My mood feels kind of dull. I'm less motivated. I just like, ugh. That, I'm just, I'm tired of it all, but it, it's starting to feel physiological. It's not depression, mm-hmm. not anxiety per se. It's just kind of COVID fatigue and dullness. That's mm-hmm. what I'm hearing a lot of people and teams describe. And then the stories spin up about the endless need and the trauma and the Mm, the difficulty coping what people are in over their heads yeah and I and I uh, because we didn't prepare yeah. yeah for this right in um kind of a there yeah. was there was just a, a a respond and react right um and an initial you know kind of people telling themselves uh-huh. the story that this would be, you know, for a few weeks. Uh-huh. Um, and a year later, are that they've, people have exhausted their coping yeah. mechanisms. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And their coping mechanisms may be less available mm-hmm. uh, to them. There, there, are, there are some things you can do. Right, you can increase novelty in small ways, and that kind of wakes up the brain. Mm-hmm. Like, just I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to walk a different path. I'm going to try something new in a small way every day. That actually starts to kind of light up the brain pathways again. What you know, what a lot of people have done is they've gone and bought pets, but forgetting the incredible ripple effect on vets who cannot care for all these. Pets coming into their clinics, right? We for, it's funny we forget these things, but there are things we can do. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a powerful message because, you know, as we stick with the car metaphor, mm-hmm. um, there are folks who were going full out um, uh, pre March twenty twenty, yeah, uh, who had a half full tank, mm-hmm. and a year later are being asked to continue on with a less than half full tank. Mm-hmm. And um, and no and, tune up. Mm-hmm. Keep yes. going. We don't have time for the tune ups. Yeah. Yeah. No. Got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, I'm loving the idea that just small instances mm-hmm. of novelty can make a difference. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering what else you're seeing that might support people that are just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just today, it's and just then today. today, tomorrow it'll be just tomorrow. But it's that kind of. Um, focus that's needed at this point 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then collectively, can we pause and amidst this crisis see that there is some opportunity to innovate, to get clear what we're saying no to and what we're saying yes to, mm-hmm. and that to do that to not just kind of be pushed down by the wind but to lean into it and find our way through yeah yeah and a colleague of mine peter block will say you know your yes means nothing unless you're prepared to say no yeah right and and who Mm -hmm. or what are you prepared to say no to in order to say yes to you yeah and I have thought, I think of that often when I think of resilience because mm-hmm. it is that process of counting ourselves in. Mm-hmm. And what does that feel like when uh, helpers are accustomed to helping everyone else? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We do team resilience work, which is a lot of fun. And, and what you see, though, is that Teams can, can bounce back. They can find their way into just like with, with small differences that, because it's very inspiring when a small difference makes a huge impact. Yeah. So, you know, all of a sudden we are dancing at the beginning of our 10 minute meeting and you go, that is so small, but the impact was so great because everyone's more in a place of joy. Or someone who's doing morning gratitude, instead of going into their do and dread list while they're lying in bed in the morning, they're doing, they're doing two minutes, three minutes of morning gratitude. Oxytocin goes up. Their heart rate goes down. They feel more safe, connected, in the space of loving. Like There are really powerful micro practices mm-hmm. that have exponential, um, can make an exponential difference. Yeah. And, and the notion of a micro practice mm-hmm. that, um, as you say, that small thing yeah. Uh, can have uh, impact over time and um, create those spaces in between that we mm-hmm. so desperately need right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been studying with, you know, Catherine McEwen in Australia is a dear colleague of mine, and we do these really wonderful workplace resilience practices. I've also been studying with Amit Sood, who does the resilient option. And then, it's very much about be a good person mm-hmm. and do micro practices to stay resilient, such as morning gratitude. It's the small things you can do while you're living your life. You don't need another 20 minutes for them, mm-hmm. but they, they make a big difference. Yeah. And that's such a powerful message. Yeah. That um, it's not about uh, money that needs to be spent. No. Or uh, time that is so precious to people right now. Uh, and I also think of, um, you know, the micro practices that we could be engaging with in with our loved ones. Mm. Um, you know, what might it be like to engage in a, in a family practice of gratitude daily? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What would it be like? What can you experiment with right now that, you know, you you think you before thought was silly, or your kids thought were silly, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like do it anyway. Yeah, I don't know about you, Beth, but when my when my kids were growing up, we would do you know what's been good about the day, what's a highlight, and what surprised you or was you know something on the other side of it. And when we first started doing it, my daughter would actually literally just climb under the table. It's like, no, we're not doing this, right? <laughs> 
And now I've got three kids and they're adults. And one of them starts every meal when she's over here with, and everyone, what do you, you know, what was the highlight of today or what were you grateful for? It's quite lovely. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and what I'm appreciating about that is I'm sure there are many parents listening in going, oh, yeah, I've got, I've got uh, children climbing under the table all right. And, <laughs> yeah. and just keep going, go, go, yeah, go. Yeah. Consistent and persistent. Yeah. And that's it, right? It's like so many things. It's stick with it because yeah. um, some benefits may not be immediately available. No. And we're talking about investing time rather than spending time investing time not spending mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so, so where where do we invest time in a way that um contributes to the resilience of ourselves and those around us yeah mm-hmm. yeah so living on purpose right yeah what, what am i going to do uh, you know when people are older right we know the classic you ask them what matters most and it's did I love well Mm -hmm. right did I live well did I love well and did I did I create something good in the world but did I love well Mm -hmm. often comes up yeah so attend to those people around you uh, as you are making a difference in the world like do both Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's a lot of people in overworking mode right now you know with the blur mm-hmm. of home and work mm-hmm. and 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 some of it may be a continuation of overwork oh yeah right yeah. absolutely yeah i have a and to the comment on on love which is so powerful i have a mm-hmm. i have a colleague of mine who often asks the question what would love do what would love do mm-hmm. and we have perhaps more opportunity to ask that question um, as we're taking a calming breath and contemplating mm-hmm. the next thing that's going to come out of our mouth or the next action we're going to take. What mm-hmm. would love do mm-hmm. in this situation right now? Mm-hmm. And even to feel it as you say that, I'm like, oh, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah, well, and I'm appreciating that, um, you know, it just came from from mm. from what what are what are the things people are are asking themselves at the end of life, right? Did I love well? Yeah. What would love do? So, Beth, you know, whenever I do work, I try and make a difference as I do it. Like, you know, create the shift live, mm-hmm. um, and and work with the space in between. Mm-hmm. So, in this moment, I'm wondering about leading like a minute long kind of centering in breathing into love Mm -hmm. Uh, that sounds absolutely fabulous okay can i turn it over to you sure let's do it okay so anyone who's listening take a moment to take a few really deep breaths come back into your body a full inhale a deep grounding exhale Just noticing how you feel in your body and letting whatever is there be there. Just accept and allow. And from this place, you might put a hand on your heart and a hand on your abdomen. 
breathing in deeper. Breathe in to your heart. And let something you love come to mind. Just notice what that feels like. Allow that to expand through your body. Until it radiates through all your cells and outside of you. And then notice what comes with the question, what is love asking of you? If you let love come through you, what does love need? Whatever comes is fine, just breathe that in. Let yourself be in that space. And then take a deeper breath. And give yourself another stretch. Or a stretch. And you can bring yourself back to this wonderful program with Beth. And, uh, and the magic of a micro practice live <laughs> and in action here in this moment. And with that, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back with Dr. Catherine Carr. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. At Dreamcatcher Consulting, Beth Page helps her clients assess and build resilience initiatives that support and strengthen resilience. Visit dreamcatcher-consulting.com for more information about the Resilience at Work assessment for teams, leaders, and individuals in a company environment. Beth is an accredited Resilience at Work consultant in North America who works with clients from all over the world. Find your resilience. Reach out to Beth now at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Check out and order the second edition of Change Happens. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is Resilience in You with Beth Page. We invite you to send questions or comments about the show via email to beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. That's beth at dreamcatcher-consulting.com. Now back to Resilience in You. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Catherine Carr. And as we went to break, Catherine uh, introduced us to a live and in the moment uh, heart-centered uh, micro practice. And uh, on the off chance you were driving your vehicle at that moment, um, please know that you can bookmark this podcast and come back to it and, uh, and uh, be able to take it in anytime you're going to benefit uh, from, a, from a magic micro practice with Catherine. And you know, you can do it while you're driving, Beth. You just got to keep your eyes open. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I closed mine. That might have been yeah. that might have been the thing that would have prompted me to offer that cautionary message. To folks. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. and so so as we come back, having had this uh, this live in the moment experience, uh, I, uh, I, I our listeners might be hungry for some other options oh. around some of these micro practices that you yeah. speak of. Do you and want to so, talk about them or do you want to do them? Uh, let's do a combination because okay. let's explore a few. Okay. So listeners, Beth and I did not prep this. So this is all uh, improv fun. Here we go. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, another one, you know, we talked about novelty is starting to find novelty in the ordinary. Mm-hmm. This I credit Amit Sood with. So it's because our brain needs to wake up. And so it's a micro practice of whatever you're doing right now, take a look and see if you around you and see if you can see new details, new textures, mm. new patterns for two minutes, but we could do it for 30 seconds. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking of um, when I was taking a meditation yeah. course, being invited to shower differently. Shower differently. Okay. Yeah. Wash your hair with the other hand. <laughs> wake up your brain that way for sure so there's like novelty that. first thing in the morning for uh, mm-hmm. uh folks who take their showers at different times of the day amidst these covid times that'd be easier than writing with your non-dominant hand I, i'm going to use that one beth i'll credit you that's good hmm. so for 30 seconds right now take a look around your space things that you have been in all of this time or if you're driving on the road notice some details the beauty of what's around you. For 30 seconds, look around and notice things that your brain has filtered out for you. And you might notice how your brain automatically interprets what you're seeing and see if you can even just notice the impression and just interp- just allow it just to be there. I looked at my desk and I thought it's messy and I thought, oh, but that's kind of a fun stack of books, you know, see it differently. Just notice. And I'm just noticing all this lovely inspiration around me. Oh. uh, 
and all you know comments from from former clients and ah. former students. It's a it's a little little space of inspiration I hadn't checked in on in a while. So thank oh, they, you that you just noticed around you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Great. So there's one, Beth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love taking that notion of novelty on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, for folks that are driving, uh, that there's just uh, infinite capacity to see things anew. Mm-hmm. That um, as, despite, you know, how often have we arrived at our destination not really recalling the time we just got we're just there. on auto so, we're on autopilot yeah. driving so much of the time mm-hmm. yeah we somehow just arrived yeah. yeah so walking or driving can you notice 10 beautiful things and as you notice them let that feeling of beauty sink into you mm-hmm. this is a bit of rick hansen's practice called taking in the good is mm-hmm. that you know, soak it in, saturate, savor. Just stay with it a little longer. So, you know, I'm looking outside and I see some beautiful trees and then my mind goes somewhere else. So just stay with it just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take it in instead of scanning past it. Take it in, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like as you look at that beautiful tree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just even contemplate the history of the tree. It contemplate. Oh my goodness! Yeah, who mm-hmm. who first grew that tree? Who planted it? Its life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the birds that come and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, it's producing some oxygen for our planet. Ah, oh, yes, it is. Mm. And for the humans who are residing on the planet. Mm-hmm. Suddenly we have a thank you for that tree. (laughs) Yeah. Just the beauty of connecting the gratitude, all that is living in us, around us, and beyond us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then through us. Mm -hmm. Yes, through us as we bring our selves, our purpose, our life uh, into being and more fully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So true, Beth. And when we, we opened the conversation, one of the things that you were inviting people to do was just what lines up with our life's purpose. Mm-hmm. And for folks who may be feeling as though they're working life on purpose these days and are still exhausted... Yeah. And for folks who are thinking, what purpose, mm-hmm. and are exhausted, <laughs> what are some of the, the opportunities for reconnecting? Mm, with purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, I, I mean, I love that question, and I don't know that I fully mastered it myself. I, I'm going to add a third category, which is too many purposes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I know my purpose, I don't. Oh, I have a few too many. I should, I should narrow it down. I love people listening to what is energizing them and what is draining them. 
Just the observation task, write it down for a few days, start to track. What are you noticing in the patterns? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you take a longer shower, you felt better all day. Who would have thought, right? That versus I take longer at breakfast, minor, minor things, but just start noticing. Mm -hmm. Or when I leave that paperwork because I don't like it to the end of the day, I actually feel like it just bugs me all night long. So just start to notice patterns. You'll also start to sense your deeper purpose. So beyond just the higher and lower energy, which is I felt like I was in flow there. Mm. That work, that type of client work, you know, for me, I'm loving supervision right now. I'm (laughs) sensing into myself, into the person I'm working with and into the person or team they're working with. Mm -hmm. So starting to really hold this, this, this really cool uh, creative space in my mind. So start to notice what really energizes you and where you feel like you're in flow. Mm -hmm. And um, what would you add, Beth? I know that you actually done some work in this area too. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the piece around noticing uh, the energy. Mm. And I think there's also um, allowing that to shift. Mm. You know, this fed me then, but it doesn't feed me now. Right. Uh, I don't find this nourishing anymore. I used to be excited by this, but it doesn't land that way. I hear it, it in your voice. That's good. Well, and you know, right? It's that uh-huh. opportunity to just yeah. listen in and, yeah. and um, you know, say one no. of my, you mm-hmm. know, say no. And mm-hmm. one of my uh, uh, ongoing quests, uh, and I, I have a real um, tendency to see the magic and say yes mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I have to just take a moment and step back and go, okay, um, we're doing really well as a human doing right now. And what does being a human being look like in this moment? Mm-hmm. And so that for me is an is a ongoing quest for the right um, balance for me because uh, I definitely have felt in the last year that a life with purpose is uh, more nourishing than the absence of purpose. Mm-hmm. And as you say uh, and point out, too many purposes mm-hmm. uh, can also um, have it be its own labor. Mm, so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beth, like you, I love new mad- things that are magical or new shiny objects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get very excited about possibilities. And like you, I now try and sit with it a little bit before I take it on and, and then go, you know, where will I, how will I feel with this in three months with all of what it'll entail? Mm-hmm. Is it an 80 out of 100 for me or is it a 60? 60 mm-hmm. or 70, and, you know, that's a privilege to be able to go, I can say no, mm-hmm. and I will say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and what small no could yield a bigger yes, mm-hmm. even if it's no to paperwork right now, mm. I'm going to go for a walk with someone who's precious in my world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to remember what matters most. Yeah. And with that, Catherine, any final comments that you want to offer today? 
Well, uh, that was a lovely and quick conversation, right? You know, mm. passes. What would I? What would I want to offer? Just that. If you pause and check in, you'll you'll know you'll know what you need. You may not be able to fully materialize it exactly as you want, but then ask yourself, what piece of it can I listen to and move forward through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, as we uh, uh, created some spaces in between today mm-hmm. uh, to actually live into the possibility of greater resilience, uh, may each of us take an opportunity uh, to consider the possibility of a more enthusiastic yes. And what no might create, what small no might create uh, an opportunity for a more enthusiastic yes to us, to our resilience, uh, to uh, some of the restorative, reflective, and rejuvenated practices that um, Catherine shared with us today. Uh, So Beth? That's yes. one, one quick micro practice is for everyone to practice a strong no. And uh, I love your enthusiastic yes somewhere oh, today. And actually do it out loud. Mm-hmm. Beautiful modeling. Oh, my goodness. And the, the piece of it is we know what in a moment of pause, we know what will contribute to an enthusiastic yes. And uh, as you contemplate uh, investing your time in the precious uh, spaces in between, as you're walking down the hall, driving in your car, uh, eating a meal, uh, taking a, a, a drink of water to hydrate yourself, there in and of itself is a moment of gratitude and a moment of resilience. I'm your host, Beth Page. You've been listening in with Dr. Catherine Carr and today's episode of Resilience in You. We look forward to having you join us again next week. Have a joyful, enthusiastic, yes-oriented, resilient week. We'll look forward to speaking with you again in a week's time. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to Resilience and You. Please join your host, Beth Page, again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, if you find that you're facing some personal stress, try to find your calm. Be resilient. 